Today's episode is sponsored by By Heart, which is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. In our house, we never skim on family time together on the weekends. Instead of racing around crazy, we prioritize time at home, time to relax, time to do fun, crazy things that we wouldn't have ordinarily. And you know who else doesn't skim? By heart. By heart is the only American-made infant formula with globally sourced ingredients to use organic, grass-fed whole milk without a drop of skim. Whole milk is full of healthy fats like naturally occurring MFGM, which play an important role in baby's brain development and growth. Are you curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with codename Zibby20 for a limited time. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Tony Robbins is the author of Life Force, How New Breakthroughs in Precision Medicine Can Transform the Quality of Your Life and Those You Love. Tony is an entrepreneur, a number one New York Times bestselling author and philanthropist honored by Accenture as one of the top 50 business intellectuals in the world. Robbins is a leader called upon by leaders. He has consulted with and or coached some of the world's greatest athletes, entertainers, Fortune 500 CEOs, and four U.S. presidents. He's a founder, partner, or early investor in 100-plus privately held businesses with combined sales exceeding $7 billion annually. Through his philanthropy and partnership with Feeding America, he has provided more than 800 million meals and is on track to provide 1 billion meals by 2025. FYI, and he talks about this in our episode, he is donating all the proceeds of this book and his previous two books to Feeding America and also for some other causes. We had the best time. Listen in. Welcome, Tony. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Life Force, how new breakthroughs in precision medicine can transform the quality of your life and those you love. Maybe it's a privilege to meet you. I've heard so much about you from some of my friends who've been on your show, so thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. You're, this book like changed my life. I was reading page after page and I was like, oh my gosh, listen to this. And I kept like reading out loud to my husband. I'm like, there's something you can do to inject your knees. You're not going to have pain and this and that. Oh my, every chapter had something new and revolutionary and exciting. And I am like so energized about the book. So I'm so thrilled. First of all, thank you for taking the time to read it. (laughs) Not everybody does before they interview you. So it's a big book as you can tell, but I really wanted to write a guidebook that could give people the best that exists because there are breakthroughs happening in health right now, you know now, that most people don't even know about that you would think would be 20 years in the future and they're happening today. Like, you know, if somebody's got arthritis, there's a single injection. It's an FDA third level trial. I'm sure you know, first is safety, second is efficacy, then third is efficacy at scale and then it gets approved. So they hope by the end of this year, beginning next year, if you got arthritis, single injection causes your own, you know, uh, stem cells to regrow your tendons in 11 months 
and it uses the initial genome so it's clean. So it's like 16-year-old tendons, even if you're 40 or 50 or 60 years old. I mean, we're living in the greatest time to be alive, and most of us don't know it, especially in the COVID world where there's been so much fear that we've not looked at all the cool things that are breaking through to help people. So that's why I really wrote this. I, and I want to write it because I get, I, I'm sure you get the same thing. You know so many people. About every 10 days, two weeks max, someone's calling me, they got cancer or their mom or dad's got Alzheimer's or somebody's had a stroke. And it's like, I want, you know, I want to give them answers that are real, not the same old hash things that are there. And so I wrote this book not only for me and my family, but for anyone so they'd have it for themselves, but for someone they love, like you talking about your husband, like here's an answer that you wouldn't even know what happens. And then you go, you try these things. And many of them are relatively inexpensive and a lot of them that are free, right? The natural things you can do but they completely change the quality of your life, you know, radically. So that's why I wrote it. That's why I was into it other than you know, my own injuries and things I had to be able to deal with. <laughs> no, it's literally like a preview. It's like watching a movie trailer for all the things that are going to be better in the future. You're like, this one's not FDA approved. And like, just hang, wait until 2028. I'm like, okay, I'm hanging <laughs> in for that. <laughs> but it's, it's very exciting because ultimately what you're trying to do is improve the quality of life for everyone on the planet. I mean, that's, what, right. that's a pretty big goal for a book. But if any of these things actually pan out, and many of them obviously have, it's really, it's mind-blowing to think about what that's going to do for the community at large. Like, what does it mean if we all start living longer and living better and aging becomes something that doesn't necessarily have to happen in the same way that we predict? Well, to me, that's the most exciting thing. And it's what's, what's really cool is you can have that quality of life today. You know, I've tried to make sure that about two thirds of those things are things you can do now. And then a third are, okay, if you do this now in the next 24 months, I and mean, that's not, two years will go by like that and you'll have these tools available, but you'll be healthy enough to take advantage of those tools. That's a big part of this process. But as you said, the, there are people today, there's, you know, I'm old enough to remember having one of the first cell phones. This is a good, good idea of how technology works. We all know, you know, every 18 months, you know, it, it basically doubles in its power and halves in its cost. Well, you and I are code. So everything about health now is going in that area. So, you know, a cell phone used to be literally, you know, a foot long. It weighed two pounds. You charged it for six hours. So you get 30 minutes of talk time and it cost $10,000 in current dollars. It was four grand then, right? Now you got a phone that, you know, has a hundred times the power of what took us to the moon and back. And it's free with a service over here. So we're at that beginning of this massive transformation. And you have all the wealthiest people in the world now who have technology and they're saying, I'm going to spend that money so that I can slow the aging or reverse the aging process. And as you read, it's actually happened. There are some tools that are really there. So I'm excited to share with you and we'll go wherever you want to go on this interview, but I'm excited to meet you. Yes. I'm like, I need to get that cream. I need to do the whole body test. <laughs> I, literally, I'm like, okay, it looks like there's one of these centers in uh, Florida. We've got to get down to Florida. And then I kept reading and like 30 pages later, I was like, no, wait, there's one in New York. We've got, we've got to find it. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Let's go back to you growing up because I found that very fascinating too. How it is that you loved books so much, how your friend, Jenny, your friend's mom, Jenny, how you basically solved her cancer because of your determination and research skills and how basically you have continued to apply that nonstop. Yeah. And here's the proof. So tell me a little bit about growing up and why it was so important to you, what your childhood was like and how all this came to be. Well, I was, I grew up in a pretty tough environment. My mom was such a huge influence on who I became, but she also got addicted, unfortunately, to alcohol and prescription drugs. And so I had to really become a practical psychologist, learn how to manage that. 
And then I didn't really have any role models. We were a very poor family in terms of financial terms, not a lot of education in my family. So I decided I was going to read a book a day. I took a speed reading class when I was still in junior high school. And I was like, I didn't read a book a day. But in seven years, I read about 700 plus books, psychology, physiology, philosophy. And it was my way to escape. You know, I could I could enter into you know, someone who's in a concentration camp and made it through that. That made my life look a lot easier, you know? And and then I would share that. So by the time I was in high school, I was Mr. Solution. You had a problem, I had a solution, especially if you're a girl. I was highly motivated to <laughs> make that happen. But I, I just love people and I wanted those answers. And so as I grew up, those books became a basis for me. And I, you know, I became a coach and there were no coaches in those days. There were sports coaches, but I kind of developed a, a new industry. I learned to be able to turn people around with like a lifetime phobia in less than 20 to 30 minutes when normally be in therapy three, five, seven years. And I challenged psychiatrists in those days. And I, I was a young, punky kid, but I was on TV and I was like, I'll do this in 30 minutes. You took them seven years. I'll do it now. And so I built my name and then I started working with athletes. So at a very young age, I was very successful. And then you know, there's a part of our brain we all are probably familiar with. It's, you know, kind of that survival brain. And it kicked in all of a sudden where I started thinking, wow, I have all this success at such a young age. Yeah, I'm working 20-hour days, but it must be because I'm going to die young. <laughs> and somehow that thought got in my head. And then it wasn't going to be easy like a truck was going to hit me. I was going to die slowly of cancer. And I got obsessed. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but I didn't as, know how to run it in those days. As someone who thinks about their death like all the time where like any opportunity I'm like what if it's going to happen here what if I get in this plane what if I do this like what if it's right here but no one's going to know that I went to this store here so they're not going to find me for a really long time if there's some collapse anyway when I read that about you I was like oh I haven't I I don't usually think about slow drawn out terrible deaths I usually think about all these horrible immediate well, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to influence you to think I of know and now I'm like great now I have something new to add to the list <laughs> anyway I relate keep going keep going but what, but what happened was it got so crazy bad. I was, I was having nightmares about it and so forth. And then sure enough, you focus on something long enough, it shows up in your life. And it showed up later in my life. But the first time was not me. It was my girlfriend. She comes home crying uncontrollably and says, what is it? Was it my mom? My mom? Your mom? What? My mom has cancer. And it was like, oh, my God. She's got, they sent her home. She's got nine weeks to live. And, and something in me kicked in. I don't think I would have done it for me. And it's like, you know, you're a mom. I'm a dad and a grandpa. So... It's like, you know, we'll do more for others we love. So it's like somehow I've always believed there's an answer. You know, you know, you may get it too late, but there's an answer to anything. You got to find the answers. And there's lots of people at stage three and four cancer that made it. So I was like, I'm going to read every book. I'm going to find every answer. And in those days, I, the first book that grabbed me was called One Answer to Cancer. It was by a dentist who had pancreatic cancer, which is the most deadly. And he was told he had six weeks to live. And, you know, 20 or, or 15 years later, he wrote this book. He was still alive. And he did it through detoxing the body and pancreatic enzymes. And it wouldn't be the book I'd say today, but it was the best thing I found. And I gave her as a man think of it because I knew we had to get her to control her mind. And she was willing to go for it. She's like, they told him we're going to die anyway. Why not? And after a few weeks, she felt better. And after six, seven weeks, she's still alive. And the, she had a protrusion on her back of one of the tumors. And one was in her female organs. And finally, after about nine or 10 weeks, she's passed up the time she's supposed to live. The doctor convinced her, let's do some exploratory surgery. And all he found in her body left was something the size of the end of my pinky fingernail, literally. And, and, she, and she, the doctor said, this is a miracle. And she said, yes, but let me tell you what I did. And he goes, no, 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 this is a spontaneous submission. This is a miracle. She goes, it is a miracle, but let me tell you what I did. And so he wouldn't listen. So she went and started speaking at churches. She was 42 or three at that time. She's in her mid-80s, alive today. 
And so that changed me completely. It made me go, okay, there are answers. It made me a health nut. I just started studying everything I could and I needed it because, you know, I'm on stage 12, 13 hours with a stadium of 10 or 15,000 people, four, five, six days in a row. People that wouldn't sit for a three-hour movie that somebody spent $300 million on, I got to hold their attention. So I run up the stairs. I mean, I'm, I'm active. And so we've done studies on me. The guys that do Tom Brady and a lot of Olympic athletes have monitored me and found that I burn 11,300 calories in one day on stage. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's insane. It's like two and a half marathons. I jump a thousand times in a day on stage and I weigh 282 pounds. So explained every time you come down, it's four times your body weight. Wait, you should you should start offering classes where people just <laughs> do your motions. Like a new aerobics trend can just be like the Tony Robbins, you know, hop or something. And then people could boost their calories. It could be an add-on to the life force. Well, you know, they've done studies. If you Later on, we can talk about this on my audience and what happens to them. And they mirror me along the way, not as many calories, but they mirror me along the way. Anyway, all these huge demands on the body, I had to you know, figure out what to do. And then one day I get this phone call. I went, I'm a helicopter pilot as well. So you have to renew your pilot's license every two years and get another physical. So I go get a physical and I'm going about my business thinking nothing about it. And I keep getting this call from my assistant saying, the doc says he has to talk to you. I said, well, send me the report, you know? And then I get this note when I got home at midnight one night, and it's on my door and it says, you must call the doctor. It's an emergency. And then all of a sudden that old brain kicks in, right? It's like, oh my God, I, I'm so healthy, but you know, maybe all the flights I'm taking, the radiation, do I have can't, you know, the whole brain goes nuts. And one thing I've learned is, you know, the old phrase, you know, a courageous person dies once, the coward dies a thousand times, like, I'll wait to find out. I call in the morning, I'm still concerned, obviously. And he says, you have a brain tumor. I said, brain tumor? He goes, well, it's a pituitary tumor at the base of your brain. I said, how could you know that? I came in just for a physical test. He goes, I did these blood tests because I noticed you have a lot of growth hormone. I said, well, how'd you notice that? I'm six, seven. I was five, one in high school. I got hands bigger than your head and size 16 shoes. A breakthrough thought. What's that got to do with anything? He goes, I, I suspected that you have gigantism and that you have a tumor. And he goes, and you do. And he said, I want to put you in surgery immediately. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because of Jenny, uh, I've done lots of research. I'm sure you've seen like the Mayo Clinic tells everybody you need a second opinion, no matter how good your doctor is, because they've done studies, you know, 286 patients, and they find literally 12% of the second opinions are the same as the first. 88% of the time, it's different. And then by getting a second opinion, it refines it at least two-thirds of the time. So I was like, okay, I got to get a second opinion. Can you refer somebody? And he did not have a bedside manner, this man. So I went to this gentleman who, you know, works with body chemistry rather than surgery in Boston. He was one of the best in the world. Completely different guy. Did all my tests. The nicest human being on earth. And said, Tony, he goes, you'd be crazy to do surgery. He said, one, you can die. And two, it'll mess up your endocrine system and your whole life is energy. Can't do that. I said, I'm in. Well, what's the solution? He said, I want you to go to Switzerland and do this you know, injection twice a year. That's all you got to do. And I said, but right now my arteries are fine. Everything's fine, you said. I, I still have the tumor in my brain, but it infarct, which means it's shrunk a good deal. So I have a lot of growth hormone. It's still there, but nothing is being harmed. And he said, well, he said, the baker wants to bake, the surgeon wants to cut, and I want to drug you. <laughs> he said, and he was so nice. And he goes, I said, what if I did nothing? And just measured. He said, well, you could do that, but I want you to be certain. I said, well, there's a price to certainty. What if the drug doesn't work? And so I went to six other doctors after him. And one doc finally said to me, Tony, 
you do have a lot of growth hormone, but he goes, look at your ability to heal from the insanity of what you do with your body. I've never seen anybody do anything like this. He goes, I know bodybuilders spend $1,200 a month to get what you get for free. So I monitored, that was when I was 32, I'm 62. So 30 years later, and there've been no problems in my body. But again, it, it taught me to think for myself in this area because doctors are the greatest human beings. I, I'm not maligning them. I mean, I have lots of friends that are doctors. They're the most dedicated, devoted. They don't take care of themselves very often because they're taking care of everybody else. But the half-life of medical education, according to Harvard, is 18 to 24 months. So half of what they learn is out of date in 18 to 24 months. And then who has to teach them is the pharmaceutical salesman. And as we all know, you know, opioids and things like that, they don't always tell the full truth. Most of them do, of course, but not all of them. So you got new problems. And then I try to explain to people, your doctor's like, a person is so devoted, they're walking by a river and they hear somebody drowning and they don't think about themselves. They dive in to save them, give them mouth to mouth. But as soon as they save them, they hear two more screams. So they save the first, save the second, then they hear four more screens. They don't have time to go upstream to see who's throwing them in. This book has shown you what throws them in and what you can do now to shift that. So, and then the final thing that happened to me, and the reason I finally wrote this book, a long answer to you, that's a but good it's the important one. I, by is, the way, I also, that same thing happened to me with the brain tumor, by the way. I went to six doctors. The first doctor told me I had to have surgery right away. The second one, same thing. I went to six you're doctors. kidding me. Mm-mm. And the last doctor looked at the slides in a whole new way. And he's like, no, 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 that tumor, that, that was there all along. You don't need surgery. And now I'm fine. I'm wow. fine. I'm so grateful for that for you. You're my sister from another mother here. Kid. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> but I know when I read your story, I was like, this is nuts. Like every, you should always get many opinions. I just took, talked to a friend this morning and she's like, oh, they think I should do this. And I'm like, well, let me give you this doctor. Get a second opinion. You have to do it. So, and sometimes anyway. a third and a fourth. Yeah. Third and fourth. Okay, go, and go, way, go to the rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not disrespectful, by the way. Like the Mayo no, Clinic no. says, everybody should do it. They say even their own doctors you should. So it's just being smart. Anyway, the final step was about four years ago, you know, I'm a crazy person and I'm chasing down a 22-year-old professional snowboarder down the mountainside. And I tried to do some things I hadn't done before. And I, I thought I broke my neck. I ripped my, my rotator cuffs out, which uh, you know, are pretty critical. And I've lived with pain because I grew so fast. But it was 9-9 pain on a 0 to 10 scale. And then, so I went to all these docs, everyone, I'm surgery, surgery, surgery. Well, what's the rehab? Well, it's four to six months and you may not be able to lift your shoulder and it could break again. And I was like, and then I got diagnosed with spinal stenosis by one of them. He said, no, it's your shoulders. One thing, but now that you're here, let me show you your spine. He goes one good hit. And he said, you won't be able to walk again. No more jumping, no more running, no more, like no more life. And it was like a gut check that you weren't prepared for. And so I was like, I won't accept this, I, not till I exhaust every possibility. So I'd heard about stem cells, and it's kind of the wild west in the U.S. There's so many terrible people doing shabby work here, unfortunately. The FDA is cleaning that up right now. But the bottom line is, I went to my one of my co-authors, who's a dear friend of mine, Dr. Petey Diamandis, and he's a rocket scientist and a Harvard MD. And I said, what's the most cutting edge in this area? He goes, Tony, you got to talk to Dr. Bob Harari, who's now my good friend and partner. And he said, uh, I said, he's the best neurosurgeon. What does he know about stem cells? He goes, no, he was one of the father of stem cells. So it's kind of like saying, you know, I want you to meet, I want you to learn about basketball. Go and and talk over here to my friend, you know, (laughs) best basketball player in the world. Pick whoever you want. So I sit down with Bob. He said, Tony, you can always go back to the surgery. Why don't you do stem cells? But here's where you get the best stem cells. I said, I'm not into fetal stem cells. He goes, no, I wouldn't recommend that in a million years. Here's what you do, cord stem cells or placenta, we throw those away most of the time, and they're four days old, and they are the life force of the human body. They make everything happen. 
And so I went and did these three days of just IVs and shots. The first day I felt tired. The second day I woke up and I never expected this. Not only was my shoulder perfect and we had done the MRI, it's totally fine, but my spinal stenosis is gone. I have no pain in my spine after living with it for 14 years. So I became an evangelist. I want to learn everything about stem cells, but then I realized it wasn't just stem cells. This, these breakthroughs in medicine are in precision and regenerative medicine are amazing. Now I got invited by the Pope to speak as the cleanup speaker. The Pope actually throws on every two years the biggest regenerative conference in the world. That shows you how far it's come. It's not fetal tissue, and he sees this as a miracle for humanity. So he brings in all the greatest doctors. He asked me if I'd be the final speaker. I was like, I'm not dumb enough to just come speak. I'm going to attend all four days. And I met like this 11-year-old boy that at four years old was told he had a 5% chance to live and his sister gave him his stem cells and he's perfectly healthy. People that were sent home to die to hospice who went and got, you know, different types of treatment that are listed in the book there for cancer that are breakthroughs. And so I, I said, I got to share this with the world. So that's what drove me to say, I got to find the answers. And so the last three years, I've been interviewing 150. Like I'm not a doctor, but I have access so I went to 150 of Nobel Prize winners, the best scientists I could find on earth and the best MDs to say, here's what's real right now. And then here's what's also coming in the next 24 to 36 months. So that's what this, that's really the origin of this book. Wow. Okay. We can't bubble wrap our kids to keep them safe, but we can give ourselves some peace of mind now with the Life360 app, which I am obsessed with. I first heard about this from a girlfriend at a party who told me that this was the app to use. So I got it. And now I am obsessed. It's a family connection and safety app that lets you track the people and things that are most important to you. And it's much more than sharing location. It is about safety. It keeps families connected and protected throughout the day. Plus, it helps you find your things. So I have tiles, one of which I put on my phone, which I lose a 100 times a day, and I can find it through the app whenever I lose it. Also, it lets me put in locations of interest. So I get alerts when my kids reach school after taking the bus or when my husband gets to LA or whoever you want to track. You can do it with Life360 and feel very protected and safe and it makes life better. It makes peace of mind better. Life 360 has my family's back when they're on the road, and I can track their stuff too if I need to. Plus, of course, it's a lifeline during emergencies because you can have crash detection to know if one of the kids is in an accident and with two almost driver's license kids, that is super important to me too. So put away the bubble wrap and protect your loved ones with Life 360. Visit life360.com or download the app today and use code BOOKS, B-O-O-K-S, all caps, to get one month of the gold package for free, plus 15% off all tiles. That's life360.com, code BOOKS. Well, and by the way, I'm donating 100% of the book, like I've done my last three books. We're feeding 20 million people. I, because I was fed when I was a kid, I committed to feed a billion meals. I started out doing 42 million meals over my lifetime, and then about... Uh, six years ago, seven years ago, I partnered because I, I was doing this financial book. A lot of your friends I'm interviewing, <laughs> and I'm and I'm interviewing these multi-billionaires who started with nothing. I have so much respect, but then I'm watching Congress cut, you know, what used to be called food stamps. It's now the SNAP program by six billion dollars. So every family needs one week a month to give up their food, unless you and I, public sector steps in, private sector steps in, I should say. So 
I said, how many people I fed? 42 million. What if I fed 50 million a year? Then I was like, 100 million. What if I fed a billion people over 10 years? So that was seven years ago. And we're at 825 million meals in my partnership with Feeding America. And we're feeding 20 million meals out of this. And then the balance of the money is going to help with Alzheimer's, cancer, and heart disease research. That's amazing. And I'm so glad you put that in the book too, because that's unbelievable. How much yeah. is a meal? Like, can people help with your... Like how much yeah, they can they can double up with me. I if they like put in a dollar, they can get ten meals for that dollar because I'm matching whatever people do. But wow. I the, but I'm putting I put in a lot more than just the twenty million, <laughs> fifty million goes beyond the book. But I've taken all three of my last books and put hundred percent of the money towards that because it's just so important. And right now because of COVID, I'm sure you know there's so many families that are desperately in need, lost their jobs, have been through challenges. So there's a book that becomes a guidebook that you can use for yourself or the people you love but also, you know, it's making a difference for other people simultaneously. So it's a virtuous cycle. Seriously. Why wouldn't you buy this book? I mean, what are the downsides? <laughs> you, <know>? I mean, <laughs> you can feel good. You can live healthier and better. I mean, some of these, one of the assessments that you talked about through the, it's the Life Force Center, right? Where you get like a whole, yes. tell yes. me about that. Can anybody just come and do that? When can yeah, I sign up is the question. Like, when, shouldn't everybody <laughs> figure out what they need to work on and all of that? Why wouldn't you try to do this for yourself? Well, I think we have, we have I think, seven centers across the U.S. and some overseas, and we're opening more. But also, we've made it with an app so that you can go to your own doctor and get some of the tests because... We downloaded the app. The first, <laughs> we downloaded oh, you the app. Look at you, you're already over it. But, but you can go to any of the centers and you can do these treatments, but we can also, some of these treatments can be done by other people. I didn't want to be limited to our business per se. I just, you know, obviously we have our own place, but I want to tell people about some of those tests because I was one of those guys that's like, I, I don't want to get in the system. I don't want to know. And I completely changed my view. You know, I'll tell you why. You, you take cancer, for example. You know, the, the Cancer Society did a study with over 100,000 people. And this is the general number. You get specific numbers on each cancer, but the real thing that kills people is that we catch it at stage three and stage four. And, you know, we have mammograms and we have, you know, colonoscopies. We have, we have some tests for certain types of cancers, but the ones that get us are the ones we don't test for. And a gentleman who worked with Google, who's now a friend of mine, put together, he lost his wife to cancer and really, really sad experience to say the least. And he was working on these solutions. And now there's a blood test, it's called Grail. And it can test for 50 different cancers and catch them before there's any symptoms whatsoever. So what the Cancer Society found is if you're, you know, you find it stage three or four on average, I wouldn't accept anybody's averages, but on average, you got an 80% chance of dying. If you catch it at stage one or two, you have an 80% chance of living, in some cases, a 99% chance of living. So it's like you want to catch it when it's little. And most of us think of a physical as going and, you know, why even go? He's going to tap my knee, look at my throat, look at my ear, you know, what, you know, make me cough. You know, none of those things are really a breakthrough. They've been done for 80 years. You wouldn't use a phone from 10 years ago. <laughs> and so some of the new technology with MRI and things like this, you can catch something with small, and then it's an outpatient thing and your life is perfect. I can't tell you how many people come, you know, people that come who don't think they have anything. That gentleman, his wife kept pushing him to come to our Fountain Life Center. And he's like, just do the test, do the test. All right. And, you know, he'd done a, a urine test and he's like, no problem. And sure enough, we found that he had cancer, you know, in that portion of his body. But it was so new. It was so the beginning of it, you know, it was an outpatient thing and he was done. No cancer in his body. So it's like, I used to be like, don't let me know. Now I'm almost people, let me know. I want to know. There's, a, there's an amazing test. Heart disease is the biggest killer, as I'm sure you know. And I got a phone call from my partners at Fountain Life. And I have a, a partner named Dr. Cap who's 
you know, been in the business about 39 years and he's built 12 different hospitals and he finally decided he's going to sell all those hospitals. He wants to do preventative care. He wants to do the things that are, you know, precision medicine. So that's why we partnered up. He called me up and he said, Tony, there's this new test. He said, it is the best, biggest breakthrough in at least a decade in cardiology. He said, you know, you ever had a CT scan? I said, yeah. He goes, they're so hard to read. Even a doctor hards it. They're looking to see calcium inside your body and seeing, you know, what, what the ratio is and how likely you are to have a heart attack. And he said, but there's this new test called CCTA. It uses AI and it literally digitally opens up all your arteries and looks through and finds, yes, you might have calcium in there, but if it's hardened, it's healthy. You don't have a problem. If it's soft plaque, that's that can break off and they call it the wid widow maker and give you a stroke or a heart attack. And he goes, Tony, they can predict a heart attack five years in advance, but show you what to do to prevent it. And my, my father-in-law was with me. He's uh, just about to turn 80 at the time. And I noticed he's a you know, vigorous guy. He owned his own business, self-made man, was in the lumber business, a pretty strong guy. But, you know, when you're turning 80, everybody starts saying, get your, you know, heirs, you know, organize, you know, your affairs and all this. And I could just see the drop in his energy. And my, my gut is he's got more in there, right? But the mind plays such a role and the environment we're in with people, such a role. So I said, Dad, I'm going to go, you know, right here in Florida, just around the corner. I said, why don't you come with me? I told him about the study, a test. And I said, I'm going to go do it. At our stage of life, of course, we're going to have some soft plaques, but they'll be able to tell us what to do. Turn it around. I think it would be better to know. It's okay. So I take him with me. My father-in-law is clean as a whistle. He has nothing in there. I mean, a guy is so solid. He's like celebrating and stuff. <laughs> I, I was 80% better than five years ago, and I'm in great shape also, but he's literally clean as a whistle. And then, you know, he had a problem with his hip. And, you know, some of the technology available today is mind-boggling. I used to have this thing on my ankle where I tore it when I was on stage 20 years ago. And if someone gave me a massage, don't touch the ankle because it would shoot my nerves up my, wall, my leg and just like someone's electrocuting it. And they go in now and they use ultrasound and they see exactly where the tissue is mangled. I love and that. They, and they open they it up. They put this fluid in, the same fluid that you have when you're having your baby, and it heals it and opens it in about 10 minutes. And I've never had pain in it since. I mean, some of the greatest athletes in the world we work with in this area, they're listed in the book. But so my dad had a hip problem. So he's walking kind of weird, right? So it took, you know, 15 minutes to get his hip perfect, right? So now we get on the plane to fly home. We're in Florida, we're in Western Florida. We live on the East Coast. And my dad sits down. I'll never forget the look on his face. He's like, he looks like 20 years younger. He's got this big grin. He goes, you know, Tony, you know, these people talk about living 110, 120. I don't know if I'd buy that BS, but he goes, you know, my heart's perfect. You know, I, my hip's perfect. I'm walking perfect. I could live another 20 years. You've only known my daughter. You've only been married to her 22 years. That's like another lifetime. And it's like total transformation in his psychology because it takes away the fear. Same thing with Alzheimer's. One of the most important tests you can do is for metals. You know, if you're, you know, you got a lot of mamas out there and they're taking care of everything. And no matter what you do, the lifestyles we have today, there's so many metals in the environment. And I actually had massive mercury. It burned a hole in my esophagus, lost a third of my blood supply. I could have died. Oh my gosh. And it was, you know what it's from? Salad and fish. I was so disciplined, salad and fish, but I had swordfish and tuna. And they are old fish, 75 years. They eat the younger fish with all their mercury. I also don't methylate well. I didn't know these things. I didn't have a test for it. So literally, it almost killed me. And But I was losing my memories at 53. And I was like, I, I, I like well, how is this possible? It interrupts your, your mitochondria, so it interrupts your energy. A little $100 test 
And you can know if you have it and know what to do while it's still small and easy. Another one that most women are familiar with is hormones, but most women think about that in terms of menopause, hormone replacement therapy. But one of the greatest breakthroughs that's happening in science is hormone optimization therapy, which means before there's a problem with a minor intervention, you completely change your life. And so energy, cognition, everything. And men, men we had a man come in just recently at Fountain Life and you know, he thought all this, he thought he had long-term COVID, foggy brain, all these things. And we go in and he says, oh, I've already done my, you know, all my testing, my doctor's done my testing. He said, well, what are your numbers? Like, we did it again to see where it is. And his testosterone was like 240. And, you know, for most men to feel healthy and strong, it needs to be in the seven, 800, 900, depends on the person, right? Up to a thousand. But someone will say to you, you're fine, because they don't tell you you're in trouble till you're really in trouble, like 150. He wasn't that far from it. You change that, he lost 24 pounds, got a zest for a living, his energy's back. I mean, it's like there, there are simple things you can do, which is some basic tests. That can, and then you can also do your own age. You know, David Sinclair is a Harvard professor, is one of the greatest longevity experts in the world. He's 53 years old. He's 33 in his biochemistry. And he's done it by using a few simple tools that we teach in the book. I, I just applied it. I've only been doing it for a year. I'm 62 in a couple of weeks. I'm 51 in my biochemistry. So I just, I just took this test too. I, I went to like a longevity center. Oh, I did? And what'd you find out? I, you find I'm out? 45 years old and I was like 45 on the test. So okay, well, that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. But, it's, but it's, there are things you can good. do now. To, <laughs> there are things you can do now to bring that down, though, Zibby. I'm right? trying. I'm trying. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm trying. Be the right things. It's, it's not just Hi. exercise and diet, right? There's some things that can start to reverse the aging process. I'll, I'll give you one really quick. This will sound complex, so if people are listening, you don't have to remember these words. It's not a test. It's in the book. But there are three words that would be useful to know over time if you want maximum energy and strength. And so one of those is understanding that there are seven master hormones and they're called sirtuins. It's in the books, so you don't have to remember. But these sirtuins do two of the most important things in your life. Number one, they affect your mitochondria, which is where all your energy comes from, your ATP. It's the source of energy in every cell in your body. So they blast those furnaces. They help convert food so that actually occurs and you feel the energy in your body. By the way, one thing COVID does is it gets in as the virus and it eats up those the mitochondria, the energy in your body. And so that's why people have this you know, long-term fatigue type of experience if they don't do an intervention. It also reduces your inflammation, which is where most disease starts. Also, these master genes turn on and turn off different genes. Like most people know by now, your genes are not your destiny. Your genes are a code, but which ones get turned on or turned off is affected by what's called the epigenome, the Think of like your genome as the piano, as the piano, the piano player is your epigenome. And that's affected by your diet, by your weight, by radiation, by all these things. Well, that epigenome is triggered by sirtuins, these genes. So it turns all this on and off, gives you energy, and then it has a second job, which is it cleans up all of your DNA. Because as you age, you're exposed to more radiation, more chemicals, more things. There's an accumulation of breakdown in your DNA. So it literally cleans up the DNA. But here's the problem. When you turn 50, you're not there yet. You lose about 50% of the ingredient that makes those serotonins run. There's a fuel for it. So think serotonins and NAD plus and MN. Three words. Serotonins. You don't have to remember it. Yeah. Just think genes. It's in the book. Right, right <laughs> behind it is the fuel. It's called NAD plus. But in order for that to give you the fuel, it has a precursor called NMN. So when they give NMN to mice... 
they live 30% longer lives. If they give NMN to an old mouse, so an old mouse is, you know, 20, 24 month old mouse is like a 70 year old person, 70. They can run one kilometer on a little track. A young mouse who's strong and fit can run a full kilometer, 400% more in terms of power. They give NMN to these old mice, and within 14 days, they're running two to three kilometers, 200 to three times more than a younger one. So you go, well, my whole thing is, well, that's nice, but will that transfer to humans? It doesn't always. Well, two weeks ago, it was in the Daily Mail, and about a month and a half ago, it was in Boston, it was leaked that there's a new form of NNN that's been developed by this company called Microbiotech, and they've been giving it to the soldiers there, special forces soldiers. These are the strongest people already. And their endurance levels have exploded. Their ability to develop muscle, which as you age, is one of the problems that makes people break down, sarcopenia. Their cognitive capacity went through. I met a 72-year-old guy who's a chess player that hasn't played for a decade. He's playing competitive chess again from this. Amazing. So this is not a nutraceutical. This is going through the FDA. And within 18 to 24 months, they think they'll have approval and will be available for anybody. Mm-hmm. These types of breakthroughs, they're, they're, they're like miraculous. And they're happening right now. The other mind-blowing thing was 3D printing organs. Yes. That Isn't was that unbelievable? wild. I could not believe that. I couldn't believe it's, it. It's been done. Dr. Tony Atala, Anthony Atala at Wake Forest University has been doing this for 12 years. He has been taking people. Well, first of all, soldiers like lose an ear. I, there's a picture in the book. He literally uses your own stem cells and regrows a new ear for you. He's done it with bladders for 12 years. There are people that, because normally your body would reject something, right? And how does he do it? Spray on stem cells. He literally sprays them on this shape and builds a new organ. So like if you have an older car, you can make it new by changing the tires, change the engine, right? (laughs) Change the paint. Well, that's what we're doing with our bodies. And when I wrote the chapter, which is about a year ago, you know, I've met with several people to do this. You know, one of them was uh, Martine Rothblatt. She is just a total genius. She created, you know, Sirius Radio. And then she was told her daughter had this uncurable lung disease and she couldn't breathe, it was worse and worse. And there's no, there's no drugs, there's no approach, there's no nothing. And getting on a list for new lungs is, it's a long shot these days. And so she's a problem solver. She eats problems for breakfast. She's one of the smartest human beings I know. By the way, she was a man before, she's a woman today. Her whole family supported it. Just a total genius human being. So she says, I'm saving my daughter. She sold her interest, most of her interest in serious, took the money and went to find solutions, and nobody's getting them. And finally, she found a drug that didn't work for what they wanted it for, but it would work for what she was doing, but she couldn't get anybody to sell it to her. She wasn't a doctor. So she went and hired all these other doctors. She was relentless, got the drug. Today, saved her daughter's life, and saved thousands of other people's lives who are in this situation. But now she's building organs. She's got a way to take lungs that don't work and repair them so they can be utilized for people in bad place but doing the same thing. So there's four organizations doing this right now. And in the short term, Dr. Church from Harvard, who's the top geneticist, one of the top on earth, he said pig organs are the first step while we're getting this up to speed because they're so like human beings, but they'd be rejected. So they scoured the DNA that would make them rejected. And he told me by the time the book comes out, he said in early 2022, we'll have the first pig transplant for a heart, I promise you. And it happened two weeks ago. You probably saw on the news. I did, I did. And I mean, it's, it is amazing. The, the future, I'm talking 
In three years, they believe they'll be able to print from yourself, your own stem cells, and build these replacement organs. So you need a new organ? We just swap it out, and you're brand new again. I mean, it sounds insane. It sounds like 30 years from now, it's happening right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So much information, so much information in the book. I am totally energized. Your energy, of course, is completely infectious. So, you know, you can put your infectious disease specialist specialist (laughs) on that too. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Congratulations on having an almost 700 page book, but I loved how you bolded things. Thank you. That was really helpful. And it's just been literally life-changing to read this book and chat with you today. So I can't wait for all the new announcements and... I'm totally coming to the center and I don't know. Well, let me know when you come and I'll call. (laughs) Let me know when you're coming. Reach out to me if you would and I'll make sure my team knows you're coming. And if you ever want to come to a live seminar now as a mom, you don't have to to do it. I'd love to have you as my guest. So we'll we'll send you the schedule. You let us know if you want to attend. I would love it. Especially if I can jump up and down and burn 11,000 calories. (laughs) 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 All right. Have a great day, Tony. Thank you, Zivi. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Blessings. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 